Hey guys, welcome to the You Make the Scene podcast. My name is Josh, and this is episode number 160. This week on the show, I've got an incredible conversation with Jeremy Schaefer of the band Earth Groans. Um, had a great time talking to him. Huge shout out for him uh, adjusting his schedule a little bit because of a miscommunication on the start time. Um And yeah, we had a great time talking about all kinds of shit. The uh, kind of development and evolution of their sound. um, Playing heavy music in South Dakota, because it's fucking South Dakota. uh, Writing, you know, some of the best songs that he's, he's written to date. You know, Jeremy is very, very proud of the new EP that is out now via Solid State Records that you guys need to check out. It is called Tongue Tied. We get into a little bit on the uh, meaning behind it, but as well um, dive into, you know, kind of its creation and things like that. So it's a really dope episode. Hope you guys enjoy it. So let's dive in to my conversation with Jeremy Schaefer of the band Earth Grounds. So to get things started, I do start with the same boring ass question every time because I just refuse to sit down and think of a better one. Uh, Simple introduction, man. Who are you? Why are we having this talk? And just a little background on yourself. Sure. Are we rolling? Should I just, am we just going? Okay. Awesome. Uh, Well, what's up? I'm Jeremy from Earthgrowns. We are based out of South Dakota. Just a good old fashioned chaotic metalcore band. Um, yeah, we just put out a record about, is it a month yet? No, three three weeks ago. Yeah. So, and here we are, uh, yeah. chatting it up. So, um, yeah, what uh, ask away. What do you want to know? Well, to start with, uh, you know, I'm from the Midwest. Mm-hmm. What the fuck is the South Dakota music scene like? You know, <laughs> I have this vision of like nothingness in South Dakota. Yeah, there there is a lot of nothingness uh, in South Dakota. If you don't like people, it's a good place to be because there's <laughs> there's only eight hundred and fifty thousand people in the the entire state. So uh, you're from Indianapolis, so that that means there's probably more people in 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 Indianapolis than there is in the whole state of South Dakota. Yeah. Um, is outnumber people like three to one, I think, or something like that. <laughs> so yeah, that that there's that. Um, anyways, uh. Yeah, so the the scene is small. It's smaller, but uh, the thing about South Dakota is that uh, we we don't get a lot of the tours that you know that go through. Mm-hmm. Um, so when there is a show, people get stoked because people are hungry hungry for music here. You know, because most most tours are hitting Minneapolis, Des Moines, so we're like a C market. So we rarely ever get shows. But when there is a show, you know, people are stoked. We we had a uh, Norma Jean here. Was that a month ago or so? And it popped off hard just because, you know, like we don't get very many good metal shows. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, so the, the scene, it it is smaller, but um, it's loyal and uh, it's strong. Yeah. Uh, I, I just double checked to see how close you were. You're actually right. Uh, As of 2021, Indianapolis has 882,000 people. So, Uh, you know, just, just right there with you. Um, which is insane to think, you know, based on population density and now spread that across the entirety of South Dakota. That that's bizarre. Yep. Yeah. There's a lot yeah. of uh, what well, when people ask what South Dakota is like, I say cows and corn. But there's a lot of uh, a lot of like just open area. Um, there's also a lot of like uh, you know geography stuff out here. We got not so much maybe on the east side of the state, but on the west side of the state, it's really beautiful. Uh, it kind of doesn't quite connect to the Rockies, but it has some of like, you know, we do have like the mountains and stuff out in the Black Hills and uh, we have the Badlands, which is kind of like the Grand Canyon in a way. And then we have the Rolling Plains and then we got river valleys out over where I am. So yeah. um, it, it actually it's, you know, a lot of people don't give South Dakota a lot of credit, um, but th- it is a beautiful state. Yeah, well, and there there is a place that I would like to go visit in South Dakota. So my last name is Custer, uh, oh, Custer, sure. South Dakota, and yeah. General Armstrong Custer was 
however many generations back a uncle in the family oh so crazy yeah Yeah. and uh custer state park that's like that's where all the beautiful stuff is there's so much stuff out there to see so much hiking i was out there a couple months ago or october i guess um i like to go out there when uh in the fall see the you know the colors change and everything and but there's just a lot of a lot of hiking and and stuff out there but um i hiked uh elk what is it called black elk peak which is the highest point east of the Rockies. Um, okay. And uh, let me tell you, I am not that athletic. <laughs> so when I got to the top, bro, I, I thought I was gonna, I thought I was gonna pass out, but it was, it was intense, but it was, it was beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. So if you get out there uh, to Custer State Park, definitely look up um, the hiking. There's a mil- I mean, there's millions of different hiking uh, spots yeah. out there. So but yeah that that sounds dope and you know like again just one of those things then the namesake if nothing else just to say that i've been yeah you know where it is so yeah you got an excuse um, so might as well do it right <laughs> right for sure uh so let's talk about the the album a little bit uh you sure. guys dropped tongue-tied um at the beginning of of march and mm-hmm. it's been doing pretty well if you want to look at the commercial success but let's talk a little bit on the personal side of this for you to start sure what does it mean to be able to to finally kind of put together this body of work and get that out in the world and say like, okay, it's time for you to look at us. Yeah. I don't know. It's always, um, it's always, it's like, it's always exciting. And it's also really intimidating to put out, you know, a record because it's like, well, this is something that you've created and this is something that you've poured your heart and soul into. But then it's also like, oh my gosh, what are people going to think of it now? You know, it's like I put yeah, this yeah. this big piece of me out into the world and now people are going to dissect it and whatever. Um, but uh, so it is, it's a weird, it's a weird thing, you know, and I, I get this weird mental state every time I put something out because I am, I am really proud of it. But then there's also like, well, I hope that it does something. I hope that it moves the needle for us somehow, you know? Yeah. So it's, um, it's hard to sometimes separate that feeling of like hey here's a piece of art that i'm really proud of and i like want you to enjoy this but then also like oh my gosh what are the people gonna think oh my gosh is it gonna move the needle oh my gosh we're gonna get a tour um right but uh yeah it's um but so far yeah i um all the feedback has been really good um i haven't heard a ton of uh a ton of shit talk (laughs) which is like there's always some of that you know um but for the most part uh from what i've heard and seen a lot of people have said it's the best earth groans yet um you know uh i always you know anytime i put out a piece of work i usually think yeah this is the best earth groans yet because i've grown as a musician i've done i've learned so much you know um right so i feel like it is too um so we'll uh but i don't know we'll see i worked with um uh ryan latrue on this one i don't Mm -hmm. know if you know who that is but uh for those that are listening and don't know uh old guitar player from for today he uh he also produces and helps writing with uh a lot of bands out there like we came as romans and gideon and stuff he's a uh killer dude knows exactly what he's doing he's got a really good ear um so this one was uh interesting because every ep that i've done uh for earth groans i've always kind of had like a pretty good of a pretty good idea of like what i wanted to do and accomplish and with this one i just like i don't know i just felt really unsure and i wasn't didn't really know what direction to go or you know this one was definitely like more open-ended i had a lot of material written but the only thing i really had concrete was the fact that i wanted to uh name it tongue-tied and have that concept um but uh so yeah and then i went and worked with ryan and he really helped me kind of find the sound and iron all that out so that's cool and yeah. you didn't ask you didn't ask for that but i don't know i don't even know what the original question is i, no, that, I just that's I just totally go, man. fine <laughs> yeah no that's totally fine because I, I love giving that kind of insight to fans and listeners anyway you know because i say all the time you know the production team is so fucking underrated like they don't get the love and credit that they deserve a lot of times. Like bands obviously appreciate them and whatnot, but it's not like it was back when we were growing up and you bought an album and you could see, okay, who produced this? And then you could trace all that back. And now with the digital age, like a lot of got lost. So, you know, there's so many um, incredible producers and, and assistant songwriters, whatever you want to call them 
that just are behind the scenes and it's like man i love that album then it's like cool did you go to thank the the sound guy because he's the one that helped us you know like that's that's who our guy is um you know just it's cool that you guys and most musicians do acknowledge that that you know it is something that came from you and obviously wouldn't exist without you but it wasn't just your (laughs) hand right yeah um, so obviously I have the press release in front of me, so I know a little bit of the backstory on the tongue tied, uh, sure. title, but for fans and listeners, maybe that don't know, let's talk a little bit about it. Cause it's kind of an interesting story and it I don't is, know that yeah. it's been broadcast very well. Yeah. Uh, so the, the term tongue tied, most people know it as the meaning of like, uh, can't get the words out, can't find the words, whatever that might be. But, uh, the original meaning of the you know, the same tongue tied, it comes from a medical term. And so when you're born, uh, some people there's like, it's not a huge percent, but a small percentage of people are born tongue tied. Um, and I was one of those percents that was born tongue tied and tongue tied is where, you know, you have that little skin underneath your tongue. Um, well, it comes all the way up to the tip of your tongue. And uh, if not corrected, basically you would have a really bad speech impediment or you wouldn't really be able to speak at all because you wouldn't be able to move your tongue very well um but so uh at birth when i was born you know the doctor like he's like oh okay he's tongue-tied so they uh they perform the procedure right away which is really (laughs) honestly just barbaric they just take a scissors and start hacking away um which uh, that's what that's what my my parents say. That's how I uh, that's how I you know started screaming. That's where I learned how to mm-hmm. scream because I guess I was really like <laughs> screaming when they were. I mean, I mean, if you think about, I, I don't even want to talk about that. So, but somebody snipping your tongue, dude. Right. Yeah. Well, and but, especially uh, you know, as a newborn, they're not giving you like real anesthetic or anything yet. You yeah. just came out. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So yeah, I came out the womb screaming, you know, I was working on, I was honing in on my craft since birth. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Roughly 3.5%, by the way, I, I went ahead and looked that up for you. Ah, So right on, you know, not, not crazy common by any means. And it it is interesting though, to, to think about it because it is such a, a great metaphor, obviously, you know, true to life, but the metaphor that ties into the album when people, if they dig into the the true uh, nature of yeah. the songs and actually kind of absorb the story that you're telling, um, not that it's a true conceptual album by any means, like it, no. it's not necessarily that, but there's an overarching story of kind of just someone trying to fit in and, and tripping on themselves a lot and just not really feeling comfortable in their own skin. Right. And I, I didn't, I got sidetracked and didn't even finish uh, explaining the analogy, (laughs) but yeah. Um, like, yeah, the whole point like of this idea of being tongue tied is like, yeah, I was born tongue tied, but it's been a common metaphor for me, like in my life, you know, born into a conservative farm family in a South Dakota where, you know, people, you know, it's like mainly our agriculture and farm related and and then there's me this little dude that dyes his hair black and dresses dresses in all black and just wants to play music um and uh yeah so that i had a really hard time kind of fitting in and you know really communicating with the people around me and um you know and it wasn't until music that i really found my 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 true calling or my my voice if you will and that's when mm-hmm. i was you know, when I was able to kind of communicate, you know, what's on my heart and, uh, you know, so, yeah. So through that, through music, you know, I was able to find my voice, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I do think it's, it's, uh, obviously a common thing in the sense that, um, music is, or has the potential to be such a personal thing and kind of like you're saying, finding your voice and being able to, to finally communicate what's in your head and your heart. Um, but it's, it's kind of a double-edged sword too, right? Like we were kind of talking at the beginning with yeah. putting the art out there because cool, I found this release. It makes me, makes me feel or allows me to feel the feelings that I have, but then I put them out and 
sometimes people shit on me about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You have to learn to have a tough skin or just really not care what people think, you know, because especially, I mean, we're already doing metal. So people already hate it because it's <laughs> screaming, you know, there's, you know, that small percent that uh, respects it, but so you just expect the backlash and the, the shit talk and stuff. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I'm lucky enough that I was able to, I guess, um, you know, figure out how to divide that or, I don't know, compartmentalize or whatever it is where people talk on the internet and I don't allow, don't let it get to me, you know, and it was yeah. hard to, to get to that point. Um, some people can do that and some people can't, um, you know, some people like just can't go on the internet because they're like, right. you know, I don't want to see it. I don't want to hear it. Um, but, uh, you know, everyone has their opinion and stuff and people, there's no reper repercussions for talking shit on the internet. So, uh, mm -hmm you know, people do it more freely and are honestly just really brutal. <laughs> um, yeah. But, uh, so yeah, but that, anyways, that's a, yeah. that I was going to say, that's exactly, I've had that conversation with a few artists before, like not trying to incite violence by any means, but like, it's so easy for people to, to hide behind the keyboard and say whatever they want to say, because there's not really an immediate reaction um, yeah. and I've had conversations with artists where they're like, I would just love, I'm not going to swing on them or anything, but come up to me at merch and say that shit to my face and see, you know, <laughs> if you, if you still have the balls to say it, you know, because 99% right. of them wouldn't come up to you and say it in person. Right. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's really sad. Um, honestly, just because people, I don't know, people are just so, so mean. I like, you know, I'll <laughs> scroll on whatever, tiktok or whatever and like i it, it appalls me that they'll just like somebody some celebrity or some person says something and then they just make a really devastating meme out of them and what they did or what they said and I'm like that's a person yo like that person mm -hmm. had like feeling you know that's a real person but uh it just sucks that that's the internet you know you can do that kind of thing but that's a whole different topic <laughs> yeah no no and it, it really is it it goes back to the it's kind of cliche it's the old saying that hurt people hurt people right like yeah yep. the people that are shit talking most people aren't in a good place themselves and right. it's like okay you may not agree with what i said or the type of music i make or whatever but you're not mad at me about it you're mad about something else and this is your way of getting out yeah so um let's dive into to some of the songs so one of the things i don't do anymore uh because i've done this for a long fucking time now um i don't ask like the specifics of a song because i don't want to take away the meaning and connection that somebody may make directly with it sure. um but i do like to talk about kind of just the process and you know building um building the song working through from kind of demo draft up to release um one of them I find to be the song that kind of pulled me in on the the tongue-tied ep is over the edge mm -hmm. let's talk a little bit about kind of structurally and conceptually building this song sure um yeah so one thing that was really interesting with ryan is um he he's like we're gonna write we're gonna make each song sound very unique from each other um so that they don't so it doesn't sound you know like one you know uh 15 minute song you know basically right. we want each song to stand on its own as its own unique sound and uh so you know when when we were when i was writing um i wrote uh like usually i'll write like anywhere from six to eight songs this one i think i ended up writing like nine or 10 demos. Um, and, and that's what I went in with. And we kind of combed through them and would find, you know, w pick out the the most memorable of each, you know, song and like, put that, you know, so like, uh, you know, one song was like, uh, like tongue tied. That's our, our, that song is like, kind of like an every time I die song. And, you know, mm -hmm. over, uh, over the edge is like, that's that song, I would say is like, our br really broad net um, casting yeah. song. Cause it's like, 
a lot of a lot of earth groans is really chaotic heavy noisy stuff like that this one probably has the least amount of that it still definitely has some of that but it's like hey here's just a good good old-fashioned four four uh metalcore song um right but still has like the intensity you know and some of uh some of the weirdness that earth groans has um and the thing is when i went in when i went in with the song and i played it for ryan he's like all right, we're gonna we're gonna get rid of some of your weirdness because you you write uh well he 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 so nicely puts it he's like you write crazy people music. <laughs> Thanks, Ryan. Yeah, I, I, yes, yeah. I am a crazy person for sure. Um, but uh, so he's like we're gonna so we're gonna keep some of that you know we're gonna keep some of that crazy person music, but we're gonna package it a little nicer you know um so that it so it casts a broader net. Um, and uh, what I wanted to be on this one, what I wanted to be the chorus, he's like, we're going to take that and we're going to put that as a bridge and we're going to use what you have as like a transitional riff. We're going to, and he was all about that transitional riff. He's like, that sounds like a terror riff. Let's make that the chorus. So we did right off the bat, we totally restructured this one. Um, and uh, I don't think we ended up cutting a lot out. I think we just ended up, rearranging things a little bit and uh yeah again what i like what i thought was going to be the chorus he's like nah that one's a little too wild let's put that one as a bridge um <laughs> so but yeah um but yeah i would say that this song is like this is our uh like i think of this song i hear this song and i kind of think of a of like a ghost inside uh yeah. song or something like that yeah but, i uh, could see that and like you said it's a little a little more broad, maybe a little easier for people as like an introduction song. Yeah. And it's like, there's ways to go about introducing like your music to a fan base. You know, it's like a lot of people, they'll have like a radio song, you know, uh, that they can get in front of people where it has a singing chorus or something like that. And we've done the singing chorus thing in previous records and stuff, but I don't know. I don't really like to push. I don't really like to force a chorus, like a singing chorus, mm -hmm. just to, for the sake of like, hey, we have to have a singing chorus because that's what sells. Right. Um, you know, because I, I just don't believe in forcing music, really, you know. Um, so this one was like this was our way of like basically having a song that, you know, it, you know, casts a broader net to the people that aren't maybe into like the chaotic stuff as much, but it could be a good introduction introduction for them to the style of music. Yeah, for sure. And I think, you know, placing it kind of in the center of the, the EP, maybe this was intentional. Um, it also kind of lends itself to a little bit of a break in the chaos yeah. within the yeah. EP. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Um, let's talk about overgrown as of us talking right now it's by far the highest streaming on spotify for you off this ep um writing the song like it's such a it's such a shit question to ask but obviously in hindsight um you might realize it but at the time of writing it and structuring it did you have any idea that that was going to be the one that people started latching on to off this um, I kind of feel like for me, uh, it was my favorite song to write. So, and maybe that's partially why, like, you know, people are, uh, paying more attention to it, um, is because it was the one that maybe just turned out the best, the best, because I really enjoyed writing that one. You know yeah. what I mean? So, um, that could be it, but I don't know. I mean, sometimes it seems like every EP has at least one song that like really sticks out that, uh, seems to go over better than the others. Um, yeah. But I kind of had a feeling from the start, just like that that crazy hook riff at the beginning and the end, that um, that one, that like you sometimes you write riffs and you're like, yeah, that's cool. But then you write a riff and you're like, bro, now that's a riff. <laughs> right. And it's like, and it's funny because uh, I don't remember who told me, I think it was a photographer we had out with this. He's like, I don't know how you take just these crazy noises, but make them so catchy at the same time. I'm like, I don't know. Man. I got, I got crazy person brain. So, <laughs> but, but maybe that's your superpower, right? I think, yeah. I think that is a, a unique skill to have too, though, is like, you know, we've kind of mentioned metal is obviously not the mainstream, right? Right. 
but the people that enjoy it truly enjoy it. And I think it's because we're wired differently uh, is the best way to put it. So like we can find the beauty within that chaos. And it's like, to most people that guitar riff may just be fucking noise, but to the right person, they're like, Oh, that's fucking sick because it does this and this (laughs) is that, you know? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. Um, But uh, I was going to say something and I lost it. Keep going. It'll come back to me. (laughs) Yeah. No worries. Um, the one that the other one that I really wanted to talk about was same blood. Um, you know, you come out of over the edge again, kind of that more broad and kind of get slapped in the face with same blood. Um, (laughs) (laughs) what's kind of, again, if you, if you give the meaning away, fine. Um, but like, what's, what's the story within that, that again, we're not truly a concept album, but storyline that's a, a kind of a turning point within the, the story that's written. Yeah. Uh, so same blood is, it's really just a song about it's a, it's a different way, um, a different look at being tongue tied. Um, so I was thinking of like, okay, what ways can I write within trying to stay along the terms, you know, uh, the meaning of like the analogy or metaphor of like being tongue tied. So I thought about uh, racism and um or just like you know uh persecution or affliction whatever um that might be for different kinds of people and uh even just here in south dakota there's a really really big problem with racism against the native americans um which just sucks um and i mean we've obviously just gone through a couple years of you know the black lives matter movement and all that stuff um which i'm 100 percent behind all that as well um but you know, like, so I'm thinking of voices, you know, and people that are trying to find their voice. And I think about like people that are deal with racism and like, mm-hmm. you know, um, uh, and that's, you know, the native Americans here, people want them quiet and people want to gov- they want to put money over their mouths so that they can't speak, you know, uh, that's what seems like what the government's done for years. So yeah, that was, um, that's the, the reason I wrote, uh, same blood is all just because of you know different kind of tongue-tied like those they deserve a voice just as much as anybody else yeah yeah and i i do think it's i don't want to say a unique problem because unfortunately it's it's more common than people realize but maybe unique in that like from the density standpoint you guys get to see it a little bit more and up close Um, because it's happening in your backyard you know what I mean Um, but I I think it's so bizarre that you know we've come as far as we've come not to get crazy political either but we've come as far as we've come as a a nation and yet the people that were here before us are still the ones that we tend to fuck with the most like yeah it doesn't make any sense to me (laughs) yeah that sucks that sucks really bad Um, But to go back, I guess, as far as, um, uh, you know, in terms of music, uh, the structure and everything like that, this song to me, you know, this is our, uh, if you will, Comeback Kid song, because I I freaking love Comeback Kid, always have. I mean, that's why we did that uh, Wake the Dead cover a few years ago. Um, But, uh, you know, this was, you know, I'm like, all right, we got to, you know, we have our Every Time I Die song, uh, we have our... uh, uh, overgrown is kind of like maybe our knock loose song whatever mm-hmm. over the edge is like our ghost inside song so i'm like i want like an upbeat like more hardcore you know type song so this is like i i guess i would call it our comeback kids song you know one that's yeah. just really just really aggressive and upbeat um i don't remember what the tempo on that one is like 185 or something like that so it's pretty fast you know i'm uh i always love to have a good you know punk beat song yeah yeah, it's a good, it's a good uh, workout song. Like, I need something to yeah. rage through this set. That's a yeah. song to put on there. Yeah, it's a good running song. You have your, you have your like your deadlift song or your uh, your squatting song. Like that's the the heavy stuff. Just like right. chug, chug, squat. <laughs> or you have your like you know try and make it through this mile song. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, which if they're running a mile in uh let's see same blood 322 that's pretty quick but <laughs> we'll give it to him <laughs> yeah we'll give it to him um 
one thing that I, I do think is really interesting, you know, you've made mention of all these other bands. Um, let's talk a little bit about that, the influence, because I think there's a, a very key difference. And I'm trying to think of how I want to word that. By no means do I think that you are trying to, to quote unquote, steal or mimic a style, things yeah. like that. It's But it's like this there's an homage being paid, but right. still putting that unique earth groans twist on it. What yeah. are some artists that, you know, as you've mentioned, you know, comeback kid and, and every time I die, like what are some artists that you envision kind of within your music? Yeah. Um, I mean, there's a lot of years to cover that I've, I've been listening to metalcore and, I started, I got into metalcore when I was like 11 or 12, like real, like pretty young. You know, I started with like Zayo and like um, really just all, all the solid state bands. I'd go to, uh, there's a couple festivals around here that would have like an HM stage or a heavy, heavy music stage. And I would just like one particular was uh, a festival called Sunshine Fest um, in Wilmer, Minnesota. And I'd go there and just hang out at the the HM stage. And it was all just like, face down and solid state bands so i you know i i was hearing like the agony scene and under oath and zayo and a haste today and you know plea for purging and uh anyways uh so that's kind of like where i started you know was the early early you know 2000s metalcore sound which was you know uh more like hardcore metallic and like um kind of chaotic so yeah. that's where i started and so that's kind of like, I guess would be like foundation of like a lot of the stuff that I write is like, has that kind of crazy chaotic metallic feel. But then I also, um, I mean, I, I obviously really love uh, the modern, really heavy sound that uh, a lot of bands are doing right now. Um, so then I incorporated, you know, that heavy modern sound along with it uh you know so i like to you know take the inspirations of like the chariot and norma jean and um you know a lot of those early solid state bands zeo and and under oath and but then i like to kind of like round it off with some heavier stuff like you know impending doom or body snatcher traitors or you know um i don't know i i i like anything that's heavy and uh well written and passionate i can get behind so yeah yeah and you don't again not to beat the dead horse but going back to like metal not being mainstream and whatnot and like i grew up listening to a lot of punk hardcore metalcore stuff like that and i heard it from my family as well like i don't get how you can listen to this guy screaming and blah 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 and it's like okay but like I had one aunt that all you listen to is this angry, angry music. And I'm like, but, but it's not like, if you actually listen right. to the words and shit, like it's not. Yeah. I, I think it's such a misrepresented genre when it comes to that or a misunderstood genre, I should say, yeah. where the assumption is because they look at everything at surface value that, Oh, it's, it's all dark imagery. It's real grungy looking. This guy's screaming his fucking face off it yeah. can't be healthy music. And it's like, no, but it is like mm -hmm. it. And it's whether they want to believe it or not, it's what a lot of people have went through and a lot of people can relate to it and say, you know, I see myself within that. Right. Yo, I was listening to uh, one of my friends was showing me opera. She plays piano for operas. And I had like very ignorant when it comes to opera. Um, you know, I, I don't know anything about it, but you know, I've, you know, you, you know, when you hear it, right. but you don't think about like, I guess the message that's behind it, but she was explaining some of the meanings behind the operas. And I was like, yo, this is messed up, or this is really dark. This is a crazy, I wouldn't think of hearing, uh, music like that and thinking about like the message behind it being so dark and like twisted, but it's like. I mean, that's, I think that's like really beautiful too, just to like have like to take, you know, some of the messed up stuff that somebody has gone through and sing about it uh, in a way, you know, uh, I don't know. That's the cool thing about music though, you know, or art in general is that you can take some of this hard stuff that you deal with and it kind of, you process it as you write it or it's a way of moving, making it way, you're making your way through it and healing 
and then you put it out there and other people can relate for some of the stuff that they've been through. Um, and it just like, it almost makes some of the crap that we had that we go through and deal with in life. It makes it almost a little more digestible or puts it in kind of a, almost a beautiful light, honestly, I think. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I, I agree. And then, you know, obviously you don't do it for this, you know, savior complex or anything like that. But right. then when someone does connect with the music and comes to a show and is like, bro, like this song means this much to me, whatever, like it kind of, kind of justifies everything that you went through to have to, to be in a place where you could write a song like that. Right. Yep. Yeah. Um, let's talk a little bit about, uh, you guys got the chance to go out with August Burns Red and do the, the Christmas Burns Red series of, of shows. What was it like touring with, with Jake and the boys and really kind of getting to go anywhere and everywhere on that run? Um, it was just one show actually just, Oh, was it just the, yeah, Yeah. I mean, I would have, I would have loved obviously to go on tour with them, but no, it was just, uh, they had two days and then we played the first day in Lancaster. Um, but, uh, you know, I didn't, uh, I got to meet Matt, um, Mm -hmm. who was like, like absolutely the nicest dude ever. He's so nice. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, nobody has ever said a fucking bad word about Matt. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, and then the rest of the, yeah, the rest of the guys I'd never got to meet. I was at the merch table, uh, vocalist, you know, doing yeah. dual duty, uh, merch guy and vocalist. But, um, so I was stuck at the the merch table pretty much the whole time. So I never did get to get to talk to the other guys, but I mean, the whole experience was truly just a dream come true. Honestly, it was all very awesome. So, yeah. Um, very different than what we're used to because i mean i grew up playing uh basement shows and living room shows and uh garages and small venues and stuff like that so it's and still we play a ton of those kind of shows so it was very interesting to go from that side of things to like a very large scale which i'm very much not used to right Um, but uh no it was great um one thing that was one thing that was really hard for me, uh, or just I should say, just different, is that I so without my glasses, I, I'm I'm not blind, but I can't see great. I didn't have any contacts for that tour. I ran out of contacts right before, and so I was like, well, I guess I'm just gonna perform on stage without my glasses, and you know, I won't be able to see great. But the guardrail or what do you whatever they call the barricade was probably ten feet away from the stage um with speakers and like photo uh, like pit whatever yeah. they call that area so i couldn't make out a single person's face in the crowd so i was like i'm just assuming that or i'm just hoping that they're having a good time because i can't can't <laughs> see them and it was like i couldn't connect with them in a way so it felt a little distant from what i'm used to um but all in all it was it was a really really great time uh really enjoyed you know one of the best parts was honestly just getting to see the lineup that played uh, both days. Um, there were so many really good bands that I look up to. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm the same. I wear contacts. If I don't have my contacts in, I'm like negative six in one eye, negative 5.75 in the other. So like mm. even sitting this close to my computer, you would just be a fucking blurry blob. <laughs> yeah. It's terrible. Sure. It's fucking yeah. awful. So I, I relate. Um, <laughs> We've we've mentioned a few times Solid State. Uh, you guys are obviously signed with them. Yep. You mentioned earlier, you know, growing up and, and watching those bands. So what was it like yeah. for you to get the call that, hey, we're interested and we want to see what we can do? Yeah, that was a dream come true. I mean, honestly, like so wild. We uh, we were out on tour, going to be going out on tour. We had tried to get face down uh, for a year and uh only because i had a friend a couple friends that worked over there so thought that i had an in there and then we um when right before we went on a tour uh i was like you know what i'm gonna send like a press pack to solid state just to plant a bug for the future you know yeah uh i was thinking like because we were about to start recording uh again and so I'm like, well, I'm going to send them a press pack. Maybe they can uh, start looking us or looking at us and maybe plant a bug for the future. And uh, I don't know. But anyways, so it was just crazy. They they got the day that they got that 
uh, that press pack in, they called or they emailed me and said, Hey, you know, uh, we've actually been watching you guys for a while already. Um, you know, we'd love to get on a phone call, uh, later this week, but dude, I just remember exactly where we were. Uh, and I just, I just told everyone in the van, I was like, everybody shut up and listen. (laughs) And I read the email and we just all lost it. It was so cool, but yeah, it's, um, yeah, it's definitely like a dream come true for me to like be a part of something, you know, that has inspired me, you know, so much over the years. And like, like, I honestly have like my, a lot of my writing style and, you know, my inspiration has come from solid state bands. So um, yeah yeah it's just cool yeah and i mean they've they've got an incredible lineup i've had several of the artists on as well and i mean you know like sure it doesn't necessarily mean anything on the one hand it's one of those things like on one hand it's a cool bragging point on the other hand it's not like you're always best friends with your roster yeah. mates and whatnot but um sure. you know you guys the devil wears prada fit for a king oh sleeper phineas like the the list goes on and on as far as like the who's who kind of in that scene right now um i just talked with the guys over in uh the ongoing concept i've had wolves at the gate on here you know like Mm -hmm. it's it's one of those labels i remember listening to you know as a kid growing up and whatnot and i can never remember a time where i'm like man they fell off you know this this label doesn't have what it takes anymore um they've just been so consistent and so good and obviously not blowing smoke up your ass but like with your your story right there like obviously they're watching the scene they're they're invested in what's happening yeah yeah definitely yeah so um that's kind of everything i've got for you what's kind of the rest of 2023 look like obviously you guys have the record out now Mm -hmm. um obviously you want to do shows you guys just wrapped up um a series of of tour about a week and a half two weeks ago now um so what's kind of the vision what are you allowed to talk about we'll put it that way (laughs) yeah uh we don't have a ton uh in the books currently um we are working hard to get things rolling um we had something that we were hoping for may and that just didn't happen so that's getting pushed back but uh so i don't know what's gonna happen there but i mean overall we just you know we want to tour we want to get some shows going. Um, we have some festivals in the summer that aren't, aren't announced yet, or I guess I think a few of them are. We're going to be playing like a live fest and uh, there's the other ones I don't think are uh, announced yet, but yeah, so we have a couple festivals this summer that we're going to be playing. Um, and then we're working on some support tour stuff. And a lot of it's just like, and I, it, where we're at is just kind of waiting and hoping uh, for something, um, you know, and, and if, and when I'm, when I say waiting and hoping for something, I'm meaning specifically like support tours, you know, we're trying to get out with some other bigger bands. Um, yeah. And if, and if we can't land a support tour, then we just book our own stuff. So uh, basically right now we're kind of hoping and, and waiting on some support tour offer stuff. Um, and if that doesn't come through, then we'll probably just start booking some stuff for ourselves, but uh, we're going to try and make it as, as, as busy year as we can, you know, having the, the record out and everything uh we're writing again um i mean the ep has been out for only a month but you know it's been done since like six months ago so yeah you know i as soon as i finish a record i just start writing for the next one right away so uh, i've been writing uh for some more new stuff um because i don't know if i mentioned but this ep is actually concludes our contract with solid state so uh, I'm not sure what we're going to do as far as like if we're going to resign or if we're going to, you know, look, uh, put out some other feelers or what could happen or maybe even go independent. I don't know. So um, got a lot to figure out there. Uh, we are pressing the new record to vinyl um, and that's in the works right now. We're just kind of waiting on it. Uh, time frame for vinyl is uh really kind of unpredictable it's fucking insane i just saw um i don't know if you listened to the dangerous summer um but they were having issues with their lp getting pressed into vinyl um thanks taylor swift and adele apparently they fucking wrecked the vinyl market (laughs) with their records um yeah so you know 
um, yeah, now I'm going to forget AJ had posted on Instagram not too long ago that like they actually flew over there with rude records and rude got them hooked up with a vinyl presser and whatnot. And like they flew over, got their test prints and all that. Um, but the, I mean, this has been a thing. I want to say they started back in like November trying to get yeah. their vinyl to, to have a run. And yeah. they're just now getting able to, to yeah. get the presses and everything. And fucking bananas and you know a lot of casual listeners and i don't mean that to sound as negative but for non-vinyl buyers let's put it that way they don't understand what all that really entails yeah yeah so i don't know um and i know that because of covid like over covid there was like a lot of you know chaos and stuff and at one point there was like a year wait for for vinyl and stuff and and now it's just basically like unpredictable so um, I mean, it used to be that you didn't put out a release without having the vinyl already ready to go. But at mm-hmm. this point, you just can't really wait around or you can't like schedule a release because the vinyl is so unpredictable. You don't know when it's going to be done. So we just that's why we just put out the, you know, the EP as is. And then we're well, once the vinyl comes in, which they predicted May and whether that stays, I don't know, but um anyways long story short uh we will have vinyl of the new one um and then we have uh, a whole bunch of new merch that we're going to be launching that's getting printed right now all based around the tongue-tied release and stuff so um i don't know if we're going to wait for the vinyl to release that new merch or not yet we're still kind of waiting to see if that's going to happen but we might just put the the merch out here yeah uh in the next few weeks but yeah, I don't know. Uh, really, just trying to stay as busy as possible. You know, I don't. I'm not very good at sitting around doing nothing. So, <laughs> when we're home from tour, I'm I'm always writing and I'm always working on the next the next thing. So, yeah, yeah. No, no. I think that you know is one of those traits that is a again a double edged sword, right? Like on the one hand, it's like I should just come home, relax at least for a little bit, whatever. Mm-hmm. but on the flip side of it it's like but it, in the music industry it's so hard to do that because if i don't keep producing i yeah. lose relevancy and i lose focus yeah i mean that's one of the reasons why we do the ep thing like pretty much every year because uh you know you really have to in today's uh today's industry you really have to just be in front of people all the time like that's just one way of being successful uh, is just like constantly being consistent and in front of people. Um, you know, it's less about having, you know, a lot of music out and it's more just about like constantly being in front of people and at their disposal or, at, uh, you know, so that they are reminded because people forget about you really fast. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, um, no, it, all- it's super bizarre. The, the attention span of people, as the digital age has grown, right? Because like, yeah, we're both old enough to remember buying primarily physical stuff. Yeah. Um, and it was, it felt like you didn't forget about bands as easy because it was a tangible thing. Right. And now it's like, oh, I heard that song on Spotify like six weeks ago, a month ago, whatever it was. And it's like, I, I didn't ever go back to it. Yeah. Yep, yeah, for sure. Yep. Um, obviously i'll link all the socials and everything but where can people find you what's the best way to interact with you online in nice ways not the shitty ways that we talked about earlier (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh i'm most active on uh instagram um i also i do have a tiktok i do like uh covers also um that's something that i've been doing a lot of so um if people are into watching like vocal covers uh i do a ton of that um i have uh jeremy underscore groans is that's the same handle on both tiktok and instagram otherwise uh our instagram is just earth groans um that's probably one of the best places to get in touch with us but you can always go to we have a website uh earthgroansmusic.com that will have pretty much links to everything from merch to music videos to music and tour dates all that stuff you know and obviously you can uh subscribe uh, and, uh, we, we, we are pretty active with sending out email blasts with newsletters and stuff. Anytime we have something big coming up, whether it be a tour or a new release or a new merch, whatever. So, yeah, 
dope. We'll definitely uh, try to help broadcast that as much as we can on our side cool. as well and and everything. And I, again, I really appreciate your time and I appreciate for those, you know, technically I started this after the fact, but for those that didn't know, we, we connected about an hour and a half ago and I was trying to get lunch because we miscommunicated on time zones, but it's all good. So I appreciate you being able to reset for me. Oh, of course. Yep. Yeah. Awesome, man. I appreciate it. I'll keep you guys posted on, uh, you know, when this goes live and everything, and I'm, I'm looking forward to catching you on, on tour hopefully soon. Yeah, uh, we do hit um, Indianapolis usually once or twice a year. So we're due to probably hit that area again. So Yeah, yeah. Indy, uh, Indy, Cincinnati and Chicago are probably the big three for me. So gotcha. I'm sure sure you'll be around sometime. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Awesome, cool. man. Thanks so much. Hey, thanks for having me, man. Yeah, Have absolutely. You too. See it. See it. And that was my conversation with Jeremy of the band Earth Groans. Hope you guys enjoyed that one. Huge shout out to him for taking the time to do the podcast, have that conversation with me. Um, just, yeah, really enjoyed the the conversation and getting to know him and the band a little bit better. Um, really think, you know, if you guys haven't checked out the new EP, Tongue Tied, that you need to go do that uh, because it is fucking dope. Um Really looking forward to them coming around on tour, like I told him there at the end, and want to see, you know, the the level of energy that this EP kind of ignites and, and pulls out of people. So, um, as always, in the description of this podcast, I'll have all their socials and everything, so you can go check out, you know, their Instagram or whatever, make sure you follow them, do all the free shit that I tell you to every single week, so... Follow them on whatever streaming platform you're on. Follow them or like their page on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, whatever. Um, and just, you know, show support. Let them know that you enjoyed the episode and, and things like that. Uh, that all goes a long way for me as well. Um, and it's just dope for them to know that people are listening to these conversations. So that's everything for this week, guys. As always, thank you so much for everything you do for me. Uh, Be sure that you like the podcast, follow it, whatever, subscribe, whatever uh, the option is on whatever platform you're on. Be sure that you're, you know, following along. There's a ton of really cool fucking conversations that I've already had. Uh, But we also have a lot of really cool conversations coming up, so you know, you definitely don't want to miss that. So make sure you're subscribed so that you get notified and it pops up in your, your, uh, your feed and all that. And you get reminders that, Hey, there's new shit for you to listen to. Um, as always as well, remember, take care of yourselves, take care of each other and you make the scene.